This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 29. We're going to go through this long chapter, and it is a long chapter. But we have an interesting offering here. In fact, it's an interesting offering for modern times as far as when we're studying through Scripture and we're thinking about how we live our lives. And remembering, well, I already said this beforehand, remembering that the priest, the chief priest, are a picture of us. Jesus is our chief priest, but then we're a priesthood under him. And so when we operate as we should in that priesthood, as we operate in that priesthood, the, the, the facts and ways and things that the Bible teaches us about how, about the priest are things that can we can draw from, we can grab hold to and understand and say, okay, that has something to do with that has something to do with what God is doing. That has something to do with how we are to operate and how we are to relate to him. And this one is definitely one of those. This this one is definitely one of those. We're in Exodus chapter 29, verse 22. Take from the ram the fat tail, the fat on the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver, both kidneys with the fat on them, and the right thigh. Now, these are those obviously God saying we're going to make a sacrifice of the fat. And always think when you think fat, that is the goodness of the sacrifice. That is what when you're cooking. My wife loves sirloin steaks. And I'm going to tell you, sirloin steaks, no matter how you make them, are almost always a little bit tough and a little bit dry. And the reason they are is because they don't have any fat in them. The marble fat makes the uh, steak good. It also makes the, when you're cooking the steak, it makes it smell better. That smell that you get from uh, cooked steak, that's the goodness of the steak. And, and she loves sirloin because she doesn't like the fat. Now, of course, I like any steak that's got a lot of fat in it because it smells good and it tastes better. And God, as far as these sacrifices are concerned, the fat was to be burned up and uh, or was to be cooked and god that was the sacrifice to god and so you've got in this sacrifice you don't just have either a grain offering or a, a meat offering or a, a blood offering you have both he says you're to take all the fat and then he says in verse 23 from the basket of bread made without yeast which is before the lord take one round loaf one thick loaf with all olive oil mixed in, and one thin loaf. Notice these are all, all the fellowship offerings, and the best part of the blood sacrifices, which is the atoning offerings, the atonement offerings. So you've got the best part of the atonement offerings and all the fellowship offerings. And he says, put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons, and have them wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. Now, when I think of a wave offering, I'm thinking of a wave at a football stadium. The wave goes all the way around. Everybody sticks their hands up and waves. It is that, 
But in many ways, it's the it's this word in not here, but it's this word in scripture called yara, which means to lift thrust your hands in the air. And it is symbolic, if you think about it, when you thrust your hands in the air, it's symbolic, and it's always been symbolic hysterically, of giving up, of surrendering. And this wave offering is also uh, called a peace offering. And what it means is I am surrendering to God. I am seeking peace with God. And it comes from that peace that we have from God comes from two places. First, it comes from God sacrificing or atoning for our sins, but it also comes from us fellowshipping with him. And so that's why you have the mixture of the bread and the fat or the or the blood sacrifice offering. You have them mixed together here, and they're waved in the air. I want you to notice before the Lord. Then you take them from their hands and burn them on the altar, along with burnt offerings for a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Now notice this is pleasing to him. So this is an act of faith. Anytime you see in, in these offerings where it, God is saying, I'm pleased with, this is an act of faith by the believer. This is me hearing God and acting upon that. I, he says, I want you to take those, take them from the hands uh, of the altar and burn offering for a pleasing aroma to the Lord, a food offering presented to the Lord. After you take the breast of the ram for Aaron's ordination, wave it before the Lord as a wave offering, and it will be you your share. Consecrate those parts of the ordination ram that belong to Aaron and his sons, the breast that was waved and the thigh that it was presented. This is always to be perpetual share from the Israelites for Aaron and his sons. It's a contribution the Israelites are to make to the Lord for their fellowship offerings. So, Aaron is supposed to get this by himself. These are his, these are offerings that he takes in and that he weighs before God and they are for him. Now, I want you to understand this offering is important because it has all, everything with it. First of all, you have God's atoning sacrifice. Second of all, you have your fellowship with him. Third of all, you have your faith. You're offering it by faith. This is something that's pleasing to the Lord. Third of all, it's for Aaron. It's for the priesthood. It's for, really, it's for you, okay? And so you can't do a wave offering for someone else. You, You can't surrender for someone else. A surrendering of one's will is a personal thing. You can't act in faith. You can't act in faith on your behalf and someone else. You can't do something for someone else by faith other than healing. Other than healing, you can't. I can't by faith make somebody else walk with God. But I can by faith bring them to God. I can by faith dig a hole in the roof and lay them down in front of Jesus. I can do that. But by faith, I have to operate in my own faith for me to be able to be pleasing to God, my life be pleasing to him. And so you have God atoning, you have you fellowshipping, you have you surrendering, you, then you have you walking by faith in front of God, and then it is personal to you. This offering is a picture of how to walk in peace with God. It's a picture of how to live a life that is fulfilling and peaceful before the Lord. 
And as you're studying through Scripture, as you're looking through these offerings, and you're looking through these things that that we're studying each time, this is a critical offering to understand. It is a mixture of the all the best that you do with God. It's a mixture of, of first of all, God providing for your sin and the very best provision for your sin, the atoning provision for your sin, but the best of it. Then it's a picture of me actually spending time fellowshipping with God, relating with God, talking with God, allowing God to minister to me. And then it's a picture of me saying, I surrender to it. It's a surrendering of one's will. It's giving up. It's saying, I'm not going to do my will, but your will. It's acting as your Savior acted in the Garden of Gethsemane. It is a beautiful picture of giving up to God. And finally, finally, it is a pleasing aroma before him because it is a true act of faith. And then we are the ones who, who gain from this. We're the ones who get God's best out of this. And when I'm studying through the sacrifice, it, it makes everything come together. That God has a, a full purpose and meaning for all these sacrifices. Now, they're fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And as we talked about yesterday, Jesus it said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but fulfill it. So it's fully brought about through the Lord Jesus Christ. But I have to understand that there are aspects of that that I'm involved in. Now, I'm not involved in redeeming myself, and I'm not involved in uh, making myself holy. But what I am involved in is trusting him and glorifying him with my life. What I am involved in is turning and walking with him, having that conversion experience where I repent and walk with God. Well, that I am uh, involved in that. I have a role to play in my life doing that. And so as we're studying through, this is the full sacrifice. This is the fulfilling all that God has for me because God wants to atone for my sin. God does that so I can have fellowship with him so I can walk with him each and every day, so that I can know him. He does that so that I can surrender my life and my will to his will, so that I can see his hand at work in my life. After I've walked with him and fellowshiped with him, I have the strength and I have the understanding. I have the knowledge of him because I've fellowshiped with him and, I have the, I, and I've surrendered to him. I have the ability to act in faith because I'm receiving understanding from him that I can put into action in my daily life so I can wrap my faith in my daily walk. I, I have the ability. I not only have the relationship, but I also have the insight because I'm walking with him. Uh, I have the insight to, to upon everything that he says, and that's the act of faith. And then I reap the benefit of that. I, I reap the full benefit of that. And when we're studying through God's word, I love this the sacrifice because it is such a it is such a preparatory sacrifice. It prepares me for life and living. And it is it's putting all the whole enchilada together. Probably that that as you begin to understand how this relationship with God works, that God is the initiator of the relationship, and God is the ultimate provider of the relationship. But as he initiates and provides for my uh, redemption, and then he provides a way for my salvation, so I'm justified before him, and then 
I'm provided a way for my salvation. Then he allows me to join in the process. And the first thing I do is I surrender to him. I, I, I repent and turn to his will rather than my will. And then as I fellowship with him in that repentance, in that turning to my will, I receive understanding and insight from him. And then I begin to act in faith on those understanding and insights that apply to my life, that God has given me as application to my life. I begin to act upon those things. And then I see the hand, the presence, the power, and the reward of God at work in my life. I see it all going all around me. I see him doing his perfect and pleasing will for me. And I see me knowing and understanding and walking in his very best. I, I see life and life eternal in him. And that's the relationship. That's how we live. That's how we should live. And this is a beautiful sacrifice. And it's just nestled in here. You don't see it. You're, you're reading along and you're going, oh, take the fat and, and take these loaves and uh, put them in his hand and he waves them in the air. And then they put them on the altar and burn the, the, the fat out. And then the rest of it, the breast and the loaves, they're for Aaron. They're for him. They're, they're not for anybody else. You, you begin to go, what is all this all about? You realize he's giving you the beautiful picture of a shalot with him. And when days and times like we're in today, we need that. We need to know how to walk with him each and every day. And if we do, and if we take the opportunity to act in faith on the things that he reveals to us that we should be doing, if we do, we have life. And we don't talk about all the negative that's going on because that does not come from God. That comes from the enemy. We talk about the, the positive things, whatever's good, whatever's noble, whatever's right. We talk about those things with each other. And we encourage each other uh, as we can because the days are short and the hour is short. We do that because we believe in God, because we have a we have an abiding relationship with him that is based off of his finished work and our trust in him. And if we do that and we do that, we build the kingdom and and we and we encourage each other's each other with our faith. And so I pray that in the days that we're in today that you would do that and that you would learn it. It's a great opportunity to learn how to walk in faith in the darkness of the shadow of death that we walk in. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. And that's what we're talking about, having fellowship with God. And therefore, I don't have any fear because he's with me. I pray that you'll do that today. I pray that you'll make it an active part of what you say and do, that your words and your actions reflect it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.